Hello guys, how are we doing? Well, so welcome back to my podcast, episode two of the Geezers podcast. Um, thank you for anyone who tuned into the first one. Um, it's all up on Spotify now um, under Geezers podcast, episode one. If you haven't listened to it already, um, I'd advise you just go back and listen to it as it's going to be a little bit of a follow on on today's. If not, there's not too much harm or drama involved. Okay, so what I'm going to cover in today's one, now that you've got a little bit of an introduction on what I'm trying to get at in this podcast, is that I'm actually going to cover a few agendas that has been going on recently um, and how they dealt with it as geezers and then sort of evaluating it and trying to put it into your life and seeing what you can take from it. So a lot of you guys have probably heard, hey, where the weatherman comes to bring you sugar and tea and rum. So... That song, not only has that gone viral, that come from the four memes of the geezers from Birmingham. Okay, all one six one. I think that's uh no, it's P one one always Birmingham. Um the four geezers from that pop um the four geezers from the meme um got roasted so bad that the, someone managed to put their faces and their mouths moving in the side with that Wellerman song. Fuck me, that was so funny, and they went boom viral and the main guy, the one in the middle, who everyone thinks short, is actually 5'11". Um, he, which is like the same height as me, FYI, um, he actually had to delete Instagram for a little bit. Um, he actually suffered quite a lot with his mental health because of it. People were like messaging his mum, going back to his granddad's funeral and messaging him. And I think someone hacked him or something, which is so deep and it really affected him badly. And then all of a sudden... They started embracing it. They started laughing back at it. They started laughing and deal with it. I could talk about things that I've read in books and podcasts and movies when someone laughs and gets over something and embraces it. That is such a good tool to, number one, fuck off the haters, and number two, just get through it, and number three, working on your mental health. So not only have they become you know, famous from it and probably going to make a lot of money, um, but they've chose to embrace it, which in turn has stopped them feeling negative about the situation, almost standing up to quote unquote bullying. And also um, in the broad aspect of things, um, saying like enough is enough and actually embracing it, which I found really, really quite cool. The next thing I want to talk about is a video that Tom Skinner put out. Who's the geezer that says about the, I- the iPhone fucking good in the year and good with the year. Uh, Airpods, proper, you're going to have a little rave on the weekend with your pass. Buy these, mate. Good in the year. Don't fall out when you're having a rave saying, bosh. That's the guy who made a little video the other day on Instagram that went viral talking about influencers being materialistic and um, all of this, that and the other. So the reason why I loved what he put out and actually put something out and he liked it and watched the story, which I was really thankful for, hashtag hopefully bringing them onto this podcast soon, which would be massive. Um, he was saying about how like, influencers, what they do is, is they kind of just flaff along and show people that wearing Gucci head to toe, like being ripped all year round, even though it's all filtered and photoshopped and standing in an angle that makes them look better. Got some fucking 30 grand kettle on their wrist. Uh, for any of you who don't know, it's Cotley Ryan in slang for I don't really know what it is. <laughs> no, I think it's for watch, but I don't know why it's Kettle. Maybe Georgie Bettle or Sammy Nettle. Something like that. 
But, um, no, I'm joking. I don't know what the fuck it means. But he has got a point, And I listened to a TED talk this morning, right? And it said, the true guide to happiness. I thought, here we fucking go. Book number one million. So I listened to it, the podcast, right? And they done a study. I love a little study, me, from Harvard University. Um, A 70-year study. Actually, one of the longest studies that have actually gone on without people dropping out. Scientists that obviously die and then another scientist carries it on. How cool is that? So they got people from a really um, sort of rural place in Boston, some kids that are like literally from the poorest part, poorest families, and people that don't even have cold or hot water, and then they got people that worked in Harvard. And they surveyed their brains, they scanned their brains, they talked to their kids, families, so they weren't telling false lies in their surveys that they were filling out yearly, they'd ring them yearly, and they evaluated them in so many different ways than one. And guess what the main thing was for somebody to be happy if I'm going to ask you right now what what is ultimately success for you and what makes you happy or what you want to be when you're older or what's going to happen, studies show that about 40% of people want to be famous and over 60% of people say money for happiness, right? Guess what? This university concluded that fulfilling relationships... Are the key to happiness. And when I watched this this morning, I had a tear going down my face and a little bit of a weep, a little bit of a cry. Because when I evaluate my life every year, which yes, I do do physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and in business and in relationships, relationships is always, unfortunately, the one that isn't as good. But now that I found myself a lovely girlfriend who supports me in everything that I do, and as I'm I'm stood here right now, I've got a painting of her on my wall because of how much I love her and how much happiness she brings me. And me working on my relationships with my dad, me working on the relationships with my family. How did I do that? I hired a spiritual mentor to help me through that. She got me to write out a um, letter to my dad that I'm not allowed to read back. I put it on my laptop. I keep writing until I'm done. I vent out everything and then I print it out and I burn it. And I haven't done that yet, but I'm still doing it. And trust me, I feel a lot better. Relationships also count as past relationships that you have not let go. If you have spite for anyone... Let it go and forgive them. Oh, it's easier said than done. I've been trying very hard to forgive somebody in my life who owes me a lot more than just money, okay? And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to point any names or anything like that, but there's somebody I've had very, very sort of thoughts thoughts between just myself. I won't go into details. I'm not going to say that, but... um, I've been overthinking things from time to time and I've had to forgive them mentally and it makes me feel a lot better because anger is shit. I'm very well versed in this psychology because I'm going to give you another stat and I haven't even got it out in front of me because I fucking remember these things because of how important they are and I tell clients that I transform and help. 
When you are angry for six minutes, your immune system goes down from 80 to 90% for six hours. So whilst you're angry at home, you're wiping your immune system down in a world pandemic. When the government, that stupid fucking blonde-haired prick, looks like he fucking brushed his hair with a fucking dildo, right? He, right... Is making a lot of the country angry from what he's doing. I'm not going to go into details and you can message me and put your point across. But I think we should have done one full lockdown. Lots of big fines, okay, for if you crossed over the line. And if there was another case, they have to isolate and it gets policed. And if they go out, they get heavily fined or put in prison. Would anyone go outside then? No. Would anyone go and meet people then? No. No, because we're a nation of a bit of... The government runs us not very harshly and kind of makes us... Let us do what we want, okay? That's just my opinion. I don't want to get into that. But getting angry is not the one. So when you think of bad relationships in the past, when you think of times that get you angry and relationships in the past, present or future... This study concluded that relationships are what brings happiness and fulfilment, quality relationships. Ever since I started playing and within a week was coaching and the captain and assistant manager of my football team, I felt part of a fucking team again. Because I'm self-employed, remember? And I work on my own. I felt amazing. So guys, if you used to play football... And if you used to fucking play rugby, tennis, squash, dancing, go back and do it. Because I promise you, the reason why you're feeling alone and you're not getting fulfilment from your life is because you're not part of a team. And happiness comes from coming together in relationships, okay? Not from dividing away. Yes, I go and watch Tottenham play and I fucking hate Arsenal, but I've got about 40,000 of my Tottenham fans singing into their faces. And that, if anyone's been to a football game listening to this, you know that the feeling you get when you're giving it the fucking lasboz to the fucking opposition, when you're starting islands on saying, me and you, I want you after the fucking game, mate. There is not a better feeling. There is not a better feeling. Especially when you score and you see them, oh, they're quiet. There's not a better feeling, okay? So I just want you to take away from today that relationships are key to happiness. Because they proved it in the study. What a study. If you want to listen to the TED Talk, type in key happiness. Um, keys to happiness. And it's like some old guy about Harvard University. I'm sorry, I can't remember what it is. I shared it to my clients later. If you want it, let me know. Um, I'll link it for you. It's really cool. TED Talk. TED Talks are amazing, by the way, guys. Um, they're really, really good. Just 10 minutes of your day, um, every other day or whenever. Just listen to a TED Talk when you can and you, your mind will be blown. Right. So Please take home that relationships are essential. Guys, if you're in a relationship with someone who you don't like, someone who you want to cheat on, someone who doesn't fulfil you, please look in the mirror and ask that person if that's who they want to be with for the rest of their lives. Same with your family, same where you're living. I moved out at 19 years old, nowhere near earning enough. I went into a job self-employed so I could earn enough. 
I stopped worrying about my employer, relying on my employer to employ me and give me money. I relied on myself to get self-employed and rely on myself. Hence the word self-employed. Some of you guys need to be a little bit more self-employed in your life. Think of the term self-employed. Start taking fucking action. Okay? So this brings me nicely onto the next bit. Okay? So... I made a family crest for my surname, Sampo. My name is George Sampson. I made a family crest for Sampo. The reason being is I wanted to change my surname because I feel like I'm very different to a lot... Excuse me, it's nothing against my family, but I feel like I want to start, excuse me, a new legacy with my surname. And I slept on it for like two years... Right? How I want to make a family crest. All right? Because I went to an Eric Thomas motivational speaking event. If you don't know him, you'll know in the song, When the fire starts to burn, right? And it starts to spread, the weird attitude ball. Gonna go away the day, right? I know I got the words wrong, but that's him, and he does a lot of motivational speaking. I didn't actually know he done that in that fucking vid- music video for Disclosure. And I was like, What the hell? When he done it there, I was like, Jeez! I actually said it out loud and a lot of people looked at me like, who's this fucking you? But anyways, right? My family crest. The reason why it is so important to me is because I got a story that when I got kicked out when I was 14 years old, I typed in motivation on YouTube. I remember I had 10% left on my phone. It was pissing it outdoors, it was rain. I got into a fight with my dad and I was outside in the rain and I was crying and I typed in motivation on YouTube and this video come up and I'm gonna explain it to you in my words, all right? And this is why my family crest has a lion and a gazelle opposite side and I'm gonna get that tattooed on my hand and in my house, that I will, sorry, in my flat that I'm buying next month, up on the whole wall is going to be engraved my family crest, okay? Because that is what got me through this shit. One little motivational video started it all, okay? So, everyone wants to be a lion, all right? And everyone wants to be a lion. But when the lion wakes up, you've got to realise that the lion isn't the smartest, the lion isn't the fastest, the lion is the king of the jungle. The gazelle wakes up in the morning thinking I've got to run away from that lion. So when that gazelle wants to live, the gazelle only has to be a little bit faster than the last gazelle. But the lion wants to eat. And the lion, when it sees animals half dead, will skip them and get the fast ones. Because that's what animal, that's what a lion does. Not the fastest, strongest or the biggest, but when the lion wakes up, the gazelle knows shit's gonna go down. You have to be a lion in your life, but sometimes you have to be a gazelle. Because sometimes you wake up in the morning and you've got to run away from something. Depression, anxiety, drugs, alcohol. That might be something for you. A shitty spouse or something like that. But sometimes in life, you've got to be a lion. And if you really want to be a lion, you have to sit down and think, what do lions do? Study a lion's psychology and study what they do. And I promise you, a lion wakes up knowing that he's got to be hungry. If you want to be a lion, you have to fucking stay hungry. Every day, every fucking day. The wolf is always more hungrier than the wolf at the top of the hill. The wolf climbing the hill is always fucking hungrier. So you remember, if you wanna be a lion, 
You've got to have lion paraphernalia. You've got to have lion dick. You've got to have a lion heart, okay? And that starts off with waking up in the morning and catching your dreams and ambitions. And if you haven't fucking started yet, you need to start. Because a lion, psychology, is what you need. So at the end of the day, let's fucking have it, you bunch of size. My balls are fucking tingling. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. There'll be plenty more where that came from. Bosh. <laughs>